Hi, I'm Jory. I'm playing Matilda, the mysterious noble-blooded mastermind. And it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Anna. I'm playing Lady Althea Feverview, the amorous acrobatic smuggler. And it's great to be here. Hi. I'm Jesse, I'm playing Count Fang, the scandalous, ostentatious thief, and it's dashing to be here. Yeah! Hi, I'm Jillian, I'm the GM for this game. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm fighter, not a love fighter. Am I a lover or a fighter? Welcome to Many Realms. A Fighter by Grant Howitt and Chris Taylor. This is a hack of Honey Heist, but with no bears, just swords. We also have a guest with us today, Anna Anthropy is here. She is a video game and RPG designer, professor, writer, and our dear friend. Welcome to the podcast. Today's adventure is a daring tale of three sword-brandishing colleagues on a mission to rescue their sword-fighting mentor, now enemy of the crown, from Baron Michelangelo's fortress, said to be heavily guarded, possibly with snakes. It is a warm and breezy summer night somewhere in the south of France. Fortress Michelangelo sits atop a cliff with a hazy purple sunset above and crashing ocean waves below. Tonight, of course, is his annual masquerade ball. I do have a question for all of you, and it is perhaps the most important question of all. What are you wearing? I can tell you right off the bat what Lady Althea Feverfew is wearing, um, because I spent a lot of time on it. (laughs) Um, So Lady Althea Feverfew, the amorous acrobatic smuggler, she's wearing a silver-white catsuit with thigh-high boots. And when I say, like, thigh-high, I mean, like, like very high. She has, I think, a little a little capelet on, like maybe down to like uh, small of the back. And her catsuit kind of has a, a square neck um, so that she has like a little bit of a cleavage window. She's got an inverted bob with a cool scar over her lip. Very distinctive and distinguishing. She's wearing a bicocket, which is like the Robin Hood hat. It has a cool name uh, with like an enormous feather. And she has this uh, snow owl mask that takes up, I think, the top half of her face and has like actual like white feathers along the sides fanning out a little bit. And she looks fantastic. Oh, and of course, she has her trusty uh, fencing foil at her side. Anna, this is so embarrassing. My character is wearing the exact same outfit right down to the bicocket. One of us is going to have to... I'm so sorry. This is so typical of you, (sighs) Lord Fang. It's Count Fang. My apologies, friend. What is Count Fang wearing? Count Fang is a scandalous, ostentatious thief. He is wearing a cream-colored summer suit made of linen. It is finely embroidered with beautiful uh, flowers and rich abstract designs, some of them built up and layered so much that they kind of have a textural element and plunge off of the edges of my lapel or my pockets. I have some nice, sturdy brown leather boots 
and a large sort of musketeer style tricorner moment with a reasonably sized emerald green feather. Reasonably sized. Just some people, I think, at these events tend to go like wild with the feathers, and it's like I'm back <laughs> around my neck. I'm wearing a emerald green silk cravat, and I have uh, collar clasps that are in the shape of coiled silver vipers with a chain that crosses across the front. And my mask is more of like a flat, thin bandit style, and it's in a emerald green snake skin sort of mock material. I actually, and I know this is going to be, but I did have like a whole snake thing before I knew that the thing was going to have snakes in it. So I'm a snake lover, not a snake fighter. (laughs) Good. And uh, Jory, what is Matilda wearing? Matilda is a mysterious, noble-blooded mastermind. So naturally she is dressed more like she's going to a funeral than to a party. Um, She has a black hood with a veil over her face a just all black gown and not an inch of skin showing her hands are covered the gown is down to her feet and she has under her veil a demure dark mask so that the only really the only skin you can see is her lips and chin and that's still through the uh the veil it's a mask under a veil Mask under a veil. It's a masquerade. The it's veil's fucking, not enough. Are you playing like Edward Snowden under there? <laughs> like, what do you have to hide? <laughs> I'm mysterious. No, that's a bold choice. I love it. <laughs> so mysterious. I need to know more immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, what does your face look like? Huh? No one knows. No one knows. Do you have invitations to this masquerade? Or that's- will you be sneaking in? I think Lady Althea has an invitation. I don't know if the invitation was addressed to her. And I think people know that, like, a party really isn't a party without Lady Feverfew. So I highly doubt that anyone's going to look too closely at the invitation. Okay, so you have a bit of a reputation then. Yeah, absolutely. She's on the end of the smuggling operation where she tries to find money for the operations. And so she does this by kind of cultivating just like this like air of mystery and and danger. So she's a kind of a fixture, I think, at a lot of these parties. Okay. The other two? Have you been invited? Yeah. My um, snake handler invited me. He had a plus one. That checks out. Snake handler, like he he sells and buys snakes. He's not mine. We're not. Oh, okay. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I don't think I have an invitation. I think I probably swiped someone else's. Swiper no swiping. Too mysterious. But is it the, the thing then that like uh, that Lady Othea arrives kind of earlier and like catches up with y'all when you like do whatever y'all have to do to get into this party? I'm just going to like kind of get the get the vibe. The large double doors of the ballroom swing open. Um, perhaps Matilda is the last to arrive. Uh, generally, the uh, the doorman has been announcing people's names, but I don't think you give him a name in this dark cloud. Um, <laughs> elegant cloud just like breezes through the door and you join your two colleagues on the dance floor. Yeah, I think my skirt is very wide, so when I walk, you can't tell that my feet are moving. I also like 
did a lot of the book on the head walking when I was a kid, so it doesn't go up and down. Just gliding. You're a few minutes late. How mysterious. <laughs> That's the most mysterious time to arrive at something I've always thought. Well, I thought I was being fashionable. You're always fashionable, darling. You're the most fashionable cloud in the sky. Thank you. So Lord Hector and Lord Alton are totally sleeping with each other. <laughs> she basically just like gives you like a bunch of gossip. Ten minutes of this, just like who's sleeping with who, who recently came like came into like a bunch of wealth, who actually is like kind of broke but is like pretending they're not, and then like eventually like maybe gets to like something actually useful. We're here trying to rescue someone. That's right. Perhaps I was using my like. The, the charm for which uh, Lady Feverfew is known in these circles. I, I think I was like regaling people with uh, some stories of my recent adventures um, in the hope that they would try to impress me by talking about some of the uh, shenanigans going on around the around the castle. Okay. Um, should I make a roll for that? Yes. Um, I think this this goes with your amorous. Is that one of the words? That's amorous, definitely. Um, definitely extremely flirtatious. Can I make an argument that smuggler also? Um, because I'm telling a lot of stories of like relying on my adventurous reputation. Sure. So you can roll 2d6, and only one of them needs to be under uh, 3, which is your current lover stat. Cool. I got a 6 and a 1. Fantastic. Okay. The 1 succeeds. So you're here to rescue your mentor, your sword-fighting mentor. Oh, my sword mentor. What is this person's name? That's a great question. Um, the first name I thought of was Pemberley, and that's not it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Good to know. Pembroke, maybe. Waverly Pembroke. Maybe they, them. Sure. I feel good about a non-binary Pembroke. Do they have a title or anything? Nah. Yeah. Those are the options. Well, you call the like the dude who runs your sword fighting class. Just like teacher good? Instructor. Teacher's good. So Lady Althea Feverfew, you schmooze your way through these horribly mediocre nobles and you tell them tales of your recent adventures. And in return, when you drop the name Waverly Pembroke, one of them uh, tells you that this person was uh, arrested by by the guard just last week. Arrested? How scandalous. Yes, they have been deemed an enemy of the crown. Gosh, well, what becomes of an enemy of the crown? Well, that's just the thing. It's, it's rumored that they are, are being held uh, in in this fortress, I guess, at the top of the cliff uh, where your masquerade is currently being held. In, in the, uh, not actually in the basement. Waverly is in the upper levels. Right here at the party. Right here at the party. How bold. Yeah, so I'm gonna relay this information, of course, to my associates. Yeah, so after like after like 20 minutes of reciting the like affairs of everyone in the room, um she's like teacher is in the uh is up in the tower uh apparently. He was arrested. Can you imagine? I wonder 
if ahead of time, if we came here with a plan, was I able to find any prints or any records of how this building is laid out as a mastermind? Sure. I think you know that the the masquerade is being held on on the main floor. There's about two upper levels that are just like various chambers for other things. And then there is like a top terrace and um, like a single a single tower. All right, so likely there will be some guards we'll have to dispatch, but that doesn't sound very hard. I think we got this. We'll be out of here in no time. I'm, I'm sure we can manage a few guards. Heavily armored, they're said to be, but nothing we haven't dealt with before. Even the strongest armor has weak spots. We must move quickly. We'll never have as strong a chance as tonight to strike at Baron Nicolangelo and secure the release of our dear teacher, Waverly Pembroke. I want to look around the room to see if I can uh, scope out any guards or people we may need to sneak past. If you can identify someone who is holding, say, a ring of keys, I might be the person in question who could make those keys disappear and then reappear (laughs) inside of my hands via stealing. Sorry, I over-explained that. No, it's good to have a refresher. Yes, thank you, Lord Fang. Yeah, because I must. I can do the. Yeah, that's sort of mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, each door, of course, has has two guards. They're always ready for funny business. It wouldn't be a masquerade ball without something terribly dramatic happening. Maybe Lady Feverfew. You take the east. I take the west. We'll see which one has the the best chance for us to get past. She is going to, I guess, flirt with the guard <laughs> in some way. She's like, could you help me? I can't uh, seem to find the coat room. Oh, you're so helpful. Like, it's like, etc. It's like, just draw this person into like a long, distracting conversation. That's a five. So you start asking this guard where the coat room is and they just get so baffled. They're like, Miss, are you well? It's the heat of summer. No one came here wearing a coat. (laughs) Owned. (laughs) And and directs you towards uh, the refreshment table so that you might perhaps rehydrate. I think a drink will help my my composure. Uh, uh, Thank you. And she's extremely, extremely frustrated because usually she's very good at this. Mm -hmm. So um, put your stats back to three and three. Matilda. Yeah, so I want to go up to the guard and I say how terribly drab it must be watching all these superficial party goers. There must be something you do to pass the time. Would you like to make a lover roll? One. The guard is so bored that he's like, yes, <laughs> well, you're, you're quite right. Now, don't, don't go telling anybody this, but me and Francesco over here, we have like a bingo game. So if anybody gets into a feather... Measuring contest. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody's drink gets poisoned. We even just take bets on how long it's going to take for someone to to draw swords. Oh, that won't be long, I'm sure. Um, I also want to try and see if they have any keys around their belts or anything like that that I can tell. Yeah, so you've charmed charmed this guy like pretty good. Um, Francesco's the one with the keys. Um, They are fashioned to to his belt yeah i think i'm actually just gonna ask straight up like 
so many keys. Those must ha- this place must have some secret corners. Those must be so heavy. Those must go into locks and doors and things. Do you, do you want me to carry those keys for you? Because... <laughs> oh, miss, you do insult my strength. <laughs> very, very not suspicious question. I actually brought a purse. No, I, I, I want to like swing it like, um, what is fun here? We're bored. Mm. On the upper floors, there are the balconies, the terrace, of course, strictly off limits to anyone except by the Baron's own invitation. Yes, thank you. Well, I hope your night livens up a bit. And I'll go and point Francisco out to Count Fang to maybe pick a pocket. I would like to propose, I think I'm going to go up to someone uh, slap him in the face, say, you slept with my wife, and and challenge him to a duel, and pull out my fencing foil. And then while, and then while the guards are distracted, marking their bingo tables, <laughs> um, Count uh, Lord Fang can, uh, can pick their keys. Uh, so you can absolutely cause this distraction, no problem. Uh, I will not make you roll for that. We'll roll to see how how the duel resolves, but let's let's check in with Count Fang and the pickpocketry. I'm positioned in a perfect uh, at an equilateral point between Lady Althea Feverfew and uh, Matilda. So when Matilda flashes the signal and indicates Francesco's key ring hanging from his belt, I catch it. And when Althea slams down her solo cup and draws her <laughs> sword, I catch that too. I finish my popcorn shrimp, wipe my hands on the tablecloth, and make a beeline over to the guards who are presumably pulling out their bingo cards. I think I'd like to do the, I'm walking with purpose along the hall, along the edge of the this ballroom, and when I hear the sound of slapping and sword fighting, I turn, stumble, catch myself on Francesco, and alleviate him of that heavy, heavy key ring. What are you rolling? I don't love him. I think this is fighter. My stats are the same right now, so let's see what we do here. It's a six and a one. Okay. Hell yeah. And then I will move a point up to fighter, correct? Things went your way, actually, so you put one in lover. When things go your way, you become less battle-hardened. You catch yourself on Francesco and deftly swipe those keys. Perhaps you write him dust off his shoulders, point to the card, or point to the square on the bingo card for adultery-related dueling, and uh, go back to meet your colleagues. Yeah, I'll make a beeline over to Matilda and say, um, the duel was a great distraction, but it seems like she's really dueling him. Is this still part of the plan? I don't think the duel was part of a plan in the first place, but how can we sneak past those guards? and get Althea without drawing too much suspicion. I think the guards won't leave the doors until they feel there's a real reason to intervene in this party. We're gonna have to kick things up a notch. I've got an idea. Please, do tell. I lead Matilda behind the buffet table where there's a big, like, large punch bowl that has an ice sculpture of Baron Michelangelo in it. And beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Once the events of the duel reach a fever pitch, we're waiting and we're going to huck that thing as soon as it's time to get everyone's attention and bring all the guards into the center of the room. <laughs> okay, so let's cut back to Lady Althea Feverfuel and the duel that she has incited against this poor, unsuspecting 
party goer. She's she's had a few to drink. I think she was like I think she was like very frustrated by her failure with the guard. And so when they sent her to the drinks table, she just slammed a few back. Um, so she's like dueling this person for real. She is like being very ostentatious. She knows how to be the center of attention. And she is making up the details of this imaginary affair and just like getting out all of her frustration through that. Do you have a skill or specialty that will help you here? I would like to argue that my acrobatics is is helping me here because this is more a performance than an attempt to Mm -hmm. wound someone. She's putting on a show. Great, so roll 2d6 for fighter. One of my dice was a three. Uh, Three counts. Uh, Perhaps in this case, the person that you're fighting is actually like a skilled swordsman. But, but you still you still succeed uh, in your goal. I think if she was less drunk, she would have picked someone more thoughtfully. But they're all all eyes are on you as you are are dancing around this person. He's just trying to be like, I've never met this woman in my life, which maybe doesn't come across great. <laughs> He's definitely like keeping you on your toes. Like you are engaged in this duel for quite some time. Uh, and you draw quite a crowd with your acrobatic feats. She like jumps on a table and then up to like a chandelier, swings behind him. She uses her sword to like cut his belt and his pants fall down. <laughs> in, front of, in front of everyone watching, she like, you know, assesses him and is like, I don't know what she saw in you. There are gasps and cheers and giggles from the crowd. And is that when the punch bowl gets gets pushed over? <laughs> the two of you tip over the ice sculpture specifically, or you like? I want to do the whole table because oh. I know there's a big ice sculpture on it. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you do cheers as Althea drops this guy's pants, <laughs> <laughs> and then on the count of three, flip a table. Baron Nicolangelo stands up from where he was. He was sitting and watching, and he has like a scepter thing because why not? Um, he's banging it on the ground like a judge. Order, order! He is wearing uh, like some midnight blue embroidered, like the poofy pants, and he's got like epaulets on his jacket with little tassels. Mm. A very dark hair. The thing is, he's a very jealous man, and this is his party. So he doesn't like that nobody is now paying attention to him. I think Lady I think Lady Althea turns to him and and gives him a smile. And she has like a very distinctive smile. She is like a little she has like a scar, um, splitting her lip in an extremely attractive way. Mm-hmm. He locks eyes with you and beckons for the guards to deal with this drama. Matilda, uh yeah, now she's done it. Should we try to get her out of there or see if we can meet up with her later? We might have to do a double rescue tonight. Oh. I brought the smart car. It can only seat two. Do you have Uber on your phone? My phone's dead. Do you have Uber? I have Lyft, but... I don't think Lyft services this region of friends. Um, sorry. But yeah, do we do we want to leave Althea and, and get her later? or Because if we try to pull her out, we're going to get all eyes on us. This is our perfect cover. If she gets arrested and like thrown into like a dungeon somewhere that's like that's just like one step closer to um to teacher i think that's i think that's good cool 
Then Matilda and I are going to silently, like shadows, slip through the first unintended door we see with the ring of keys and say a prayer for the soul of Lady Althea Feverfew. Lady Althea Feverfew had just been arrested for... For panting a guy. For panting a guy, for stealing the spotlight away from Baron Nicolangelo while doing so. The charges are numerous. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Count Fang and Matilda have snuck out through a vacant doorway as the guards all went to attend to the scene. And now their mission is twofold, perhaps. Free Waverly Pembroke, their teacher, and Lady Althea Feverfew. Where do we find ourselves as we hurry through this passageway in Baron Nicolangelo's fortress slash prison slash party pad? (laughs) It's everything you could ever want. All in one convenient location. It's the Panopticon, baby. (laughs) You make your way up a flight of stairs. It's actually like annoyingly maze-like where at one end of the building there's stairs going up, but they don't keep going up. You have to go all the way to the end of the hallway to find the other staircase going up to the next floor. Are there at least any chests in betweens so I can (laughs) open them and get cool items? Just like on the landing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hidden in the shadowy corners. This 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 hallway um, has a lot of like identical doors, but on one side, every other door is uh, glass and leads out onto a balcony. And as you're walking on one of these balconies, you hear weeping. Matilda, I hear weeping. I also hear weeping. I would like to go see what the weeping is. Sure. You uh, peer through glass doors, which are slightly ajar onto this balcony. And you see this uh, beautiful woman in this like dark red poofy gown. Uh, She has orange curls, very full absolutely lovely uh and she is you know very cinderella poised on the balcony uh and and just just sobbing so here's the thing matilda does not think this is the mission and wants to go (laughs) how could you leave a woman weeping on a balcony she needs our help perhaps uh as as you like walk by to, to peer in, uh, she turns to look at you. Perhaps she doesn't see you, but you definitely see her. And Matilda, this is unmistakably your, your ex-lover. Uh, she looks a lot different than she did the last time you met, but those eyes are unmistakable. I disguise my voice. I know that I'm completely unrecognizable in my entirely black like sheath that I'm wearing um I'm doing this I guess is what I'm going with ma'am what seems to be the problem uh she she jumps um she she thought she saw something but wasn't sure and uh she perhaps motions for you to join her on the balcony I step forward she sits up stops leaning over the balcony, and she says, It is a most terrible evening, because I have been formally requested 
to marry the Baron's son. How terrible. Are you going to go through with it? Well, I I have no choice. I see no way out of this. Perhaps you can run. Uh, I've tried. Are you a prisoner here? Yes and no. They've uh, tried to, to keep me upstairs uh, and, and away from the masquerade. I'm trying to come up with a name for her. Her name is Rosalind. Good name. I will stop doing this voice. Rosalind. And I... Was that my regular voice? Did I just keep doing the other one? <laughs> just flow. Just, just flow. Just go with it. Maybe I'll lift my veil so that she can see the lower half of my face. That chin. <laughs> <laughs> I'd know that chin anywhere. <laughs> Maybe I have like a real distinctive like chin dimple. I don't know. Sure. She rises to her feet. She steps towards you. I think she 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 grabs your chin to, to study it. <laughs> it's so so distinct. It's intimate. Um what is what is Matilda's preferred kiss? Um I actually just wrote a kiss from her lost love. So hey wow. <laughs> she kind of bursts back into tears but like not the sad kind this time. It's been a long time obviously, since since you've seen each other. And what, has your name always been Matilda? Is that how she knew you? I've always been Matilda, but I was like Duchess Matilda of Cambridge or something. <laughs> you were the literal Duchess of Cambridge. Wow. So she has her hand on your chin and she, she bursts back into tears and, and just kind of calls out like, Matilda, is that is that you? Yes, I came here to to rescue someone, but if if I can get a two for one, that's all right by me. Three for one now. No rush though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I I, I wouldn't want to 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 trouble you and get get in the way of your mission. I think my fate is sealed. Maybe you can help us instead if you know where a certain Waverly Pembroke might be being kept. The name sounds familiar. Follow me, I know a shortcut. Nice. I tell Count Fang we can trust her. I was just at the, I didn't want to be in it because it seems sensitive, so I was at the door eating grapes. <laughs> Do you have questions for Matilda about this beautiful stranger she's acquired? As this beautiful stranger leads us to the shortcut, I say this night is growing stranger and stranger. Matilda, who is this woman? Rosalind was... A woman I once knew many moons ago. And now she's trapped here? In Fortress Nicolangelo? Not only she's trapped here, she's being asked to marry the the old man's kid. I know that you value your secrecy and your master mindfulness, but it's clear to me that there's only one thing you can do now. You must give over your disguise to your lover, Rosalind, and allow her to escape. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I... Pull off my hood and my mask, and I pass it along to Rosalind. I say, wear this, and nobody will question you as you walk out the door. You help her fashion it upon herself. She uh, lifts the veil, gives you a a quick peck on the cheek. Um, She's led you into one of her chambers. It's just like full of a bunch of chairs for lounging. 
works. That's that's what you do is you just It's the lounge. lounge. That's yeah. yes. Yeah, she stands on the couch and like shifts part of the ceiling. And <laughs> there there's there's a hole in the ceiling that you can climb up and this will be the shortcut to where she believes Waverly Pembroke is being held. After she kisses you sweetly on the cheek, she lowers the veil and uh, hurries off. This shortcut would have to be in the ceiling on the night we lose our most acrobatic member of our troop. I wonder where Lady Althea is at this very moment. Smash cut. Lady Althea, you have been brought up to what you would, I guess, assume is, is the terrace level, and then through a set of wooden doors. You don't see like a, a tower here, but there is some kind of structure that is higher than the terrace. And inside there is, uh, I guess like a holding room. I don't think it's necessarily like a prison with bars, but definitely something uh, locked and windowless where you are ushered into and then the door clicks shut behind you. Careful with the merchandise, boys. <laughs> they hesitate and then close the door. In the corner, a figure turns around. And this, of course, is Waverly Pembroke. Gasp. And who's in the tower? Uh, teacher, this is not where I was expecting you. <laughs> I was wondering when you'd come for me. I hope you haven't been waiting that long. I I figured with, with the masquerade being planned and all that, the three of you, well, at least I hope the three of you are here, you know, couldn't say no to the opportunity to make a scene. I can never resist a party. You know me. I do. Are you ready to take your leave of this place? Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. I've been trying to eavesdrop on the guards day after day, night after night, and they they keep talking about setting sail, and frankly, I don't know what any of it means. You know, it's one thing to become an enemy of the crown. I thought, you know, just throw me in the dungeon, and then I, you know, crawl out the, the tiny window, you know? And yet, uh, this, this is all rather mysterious. Well... Let's be away before they decide to set sail wherever they're going. And I am going to case this room. I think I'm looking for something squeeze-outable because I am acrobatic. At the very, very top are, are a series of like very long horizontal windows. Um, they look pretty narrow. You figure if you were if you were up there, you could probably squeeze through them. But the the challenge will be getting up there. Teacher, will you give me a lift? Oh, you think you can get up there? I've gotten into a lot of places and out of even more. <laughs> Just help me get up there. Sure, makes a makes a foothold for you. They lift me up. I do one of those like cool flips in midair and land catching the edge of the window is going to be the move here. Okay. Would you like to roll acrobatics plus fighter? I would love to. That's a three and a five. Your teacher hoists you up into the air. You do a cool flip and you are hanging now on the very edge of the window with 10 feet between your feet and the floor. 
No problem. I'm going to swing my legs up and like slide sideways through the window. You're you're like I think you 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 like roll over so you're kind of like lying horizontally uh, along the window and you peer out. And when you look down, what you see is ocean very far below. It's very beautiful and very deadly. And then you look up and you see like a, a series of like ropes and rigging um, leading up to what looks like a zeppelin. God damn it. You'd be able to probably scale the ropes um, up higher, but down is not an option. Is a round an option? I'm gonna say no. You don't wanna go to the zeppelin? Are you kidding? I wanna get teacher out. I know it's a zeppelin. I am like... Man, I do not feel great about that Zeppelin. So I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna poke my head in and be like, I I've memorized the route to your cell. I will return with my compatriots. Uh, stay strong, teacher. They they give you a salute. I I salute back, and then I look up. I sigh wearily, melodramatically, and then I start climbing toward. This fucking zeppelin. Um, yeah, and as you're as you're climbing, um, what you're noticing is that like the place where you just were is probably the bottom of the zeppelin, and and this is and you're kind of like climbing up to like an open air deck, and then like the blimp part is even higher above that. So they got her on the zeppelin. Yes. Without her noticing. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> She's just not, she's not impressed with Zeppelins. Um, yeah, so I guess she's gonna climb on, is she gonna climb on deck, I guess? Yeah, yeah, so you, you hoist yourself, um, onto the deck. Uh, luckily no one sees you immediately. There are, you know, barrels to hide behind. Piles of rope, that kind of thing. Um, so as you crouch behind a barrel, planning your next move, we'll smash cut back to our pals who are about to climb into the ceiling of the lounge. How'd you get into the ceiling? You pile up every single chair in the lounge. It's a lot of chairs here. Yeah. We do like a poltergeist furniture pyramid. You stack chairs on chaises on fainting couches. And- uh, Careful you put that ottoman, you'll cause a chair avalanche. And you climb <laughs> into the ceiling. Uh, what you find there is uh, a dark passageway that is probably like one floor up between rooms and you creep along to the end where there is of course a door and this door leads you out onto the terrace sorry what is on this terrace it, like 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 a structure like uh it's like i don't know i'm picturing could this... you compare it to another structure okay so but not a tower <laughs> i'm picturing the zeppelin um as kind of like a weird like hot air balloon pirate ship thing. So the bottom just kind of like looks like a building. And then like the building is, it's like, it's got a long body and it's very, very tall. So like, if you're standing at the bottom, you can't like look up and go, that's a Zeppelin. It just like- So we're actually at the base of this like large scale Zeppelin. Yeah, which is what you don't know. But what you see is that, you know, it, it just kind of looks like a really weird tall building. This is not like any kind of tower you've ever seen. It looks like there's a fortress on the fortress. How strange. <coughs> that passageway was so dusty. I got soot on my suit. <clears throat> Sorry, I got soot 
on my suit. That's going to same. How are you, Matilda? Did you fare well? I'm okay. I don't look know what I'm looking at here. Is it... Do you think we can just go through the doors? There's somebody waiting on the other side for us, maybe? If I know the Baron, we haven't seen the last of his tricks and wiles, but if we're here to save Althea and to save our teacher, we have no choice but to go through. I want to kick down the doors, these double windows, and I kick them in with my foot. <laughs> okay, sure. Whether or not these doors were locked no longer matters, because the door is now... Splinter. I didn't have to roll for that. No, you can just do that. That's just fun. <laughs> Great. What do I see? <laughs> a startled-looking guard who immediately uh, pulls a pulls a string, and um, from the ceiling fall several large snakes. Ah. So that's why my snake handler got invited to this party. He he's someone who buys and sells snakes. He's not. We don't ever. Um, anyway. Snakes. I'm very snake-themed. Can you convince the snakes to be on our team? Well, I'm like, is there a tasteful way to do snake charming in 2020? What would I that think it's like, like you buy the snakes a drink. <laughs> Can I flirt with this with the several snakes? Yeah, I mean, snakes are very, like, misunderstood creatures. Uh, I think if you show them, like, respect. <laughs> I think the whole thing this whole time was that, like, my family is like very connected to snakes it's like part of our lineage and so i do probably speak snake okay mm-hmm. and so i am just gonna converse with these snakes and sort of like calm them down and even get them to sort of like shoo away the guard okay would that be lover <laughs> do, you, do you like get get down on the ground to like talk to the snakes how or many do you snakes like, like five like cobra asp like python boa a mix. It's a party of assorted snakes. Yeah. yeah. Snakes um, <laughs> hear by tasting vibrations in the air with their tongues. Of course, they don't possess ears like you or I do. And so I am going to drop to my belly. And you know how bees, like, th- we're doing this now. Do you know how bees dance to show you where the honey's at and all? Um, mm-hmm. With the snakes, I'm doing a lot of, like, tapping so they can, like, hear Snake the vibrations. ASMR. It's a Snay <laughs> ASMR. ASMR Bach for you Pokemon. AO. You can roll 2d6 because I'm inspired. That's a two and a five. Okay. Make sure you adjust your stats accordingly. Oh god, I'm about to get betrayed by a loved one. I'm at lever five and fire one. I thought I was gonna fight more, but I didn't. <laughs> it's not too late. So you do the snake ASMR. And one of the snakes, which is um, like a big yellow and white fella, you know, finds its way around your neck, kind of in your armpit because it's warm there. And uh, just kind of, you know, gives you a snakely hug Mm. and then slithers off to bother the guard as instructed. Excellent. Uh, And he picks up his knees and out of there. Matilda, I've just... Dispatched the, I've, <clears throat> I've dispatched the guard. We should be safe to proceed. Ah, thank goodness it was snakes. I say in a reference to the film Indiana Jones. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh yes, I'm picking that up. I saw that one too because I heard it had snakes in it, and I'm. I guess that's like my whole thing. Snakes on a zeppelin. <laughs> it's good. We're here. <laughs> that's what the episode is called. <laughs> cool. Okay, you've made it past the guard. 
where to next? You are presented with uh, stairs that go up on two sides. Matilda, I can't make head or tails of this. We're in some kind of separate building. I need your help. To go up the stairs? Well, to know where to go. Don't be condescending just because you're a mastermind. We can't all, we didn't all go to grad school. And that art history degree is really helping me out. Can I like peer up the stairs to see where they may lead? Like, are they going to? (laughs) Of course. No, no. In advance of moving. So use the power of your eyeballs and your ears to... uh, perceive where these might go. You head to the left and you hear the sounds of uh, rotating footsteps or like maybe like a pair of people walking up and down uh, a hallway. And you head over to the right. Um, You hear even more snakes. Hmm. The right has snakes. So I think that's the wise choice for us to go. Sounds good to me. You don't have to tell me twice to get me a room full of snakes. So you go up the stairs. And this hallway is kind of lavishly decorated like uh, a rainforest. The rainforest cafe. I knew it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here on the Zeppelin, we have the rainforest cafe. All the snakes are animatronic. (laughs) (laughs) These these are just regular snakes. There's like branches affixed to the walls. Uh, this is maybe the snake sanctuary where where they're kept before being deployed as needed. That makes sense. Yeah. And of course, uh, you see a large door that says, do not enter. Matilda, I'm about to suggest something completely outrageous. Please, pray tell. I say we head straight through that door, despite its sign. You know, I was thinking the exact same thing. We make a good team. We proceed through the door marked do not enter. Well, it's locked. God damn it! Only you had keys. I want to talk to a snake and interrogate them about the layout of this building and where my compatriots might be held. Sure. They're not keeping Waverly behind the snake door. That's nasty. Is that a lover roll, though? I'm continuing to love snakes. You don't want to, like, fight the door instead? (laughs) We've agreed upon a fiction where I can communicate with snakes, and now the building I'm in is full of snakes. And now they're all treated as NPCs, so I want to talk to them. Would you like to roll to talk to the snake? Yeah. This could be my nasty, though. Mm. So that succeeds? So that succeeds. From the door mark, do not enter. Emerges your snake handler. Geraldo. Well, well, what did you call him? Geraldo. Geraldo. Count Fang. I can't believe you're working with the Baron to supply him with snakes, for nefarious and snakes are only to be used to bring joy into our lives. How could you do this? Well, I hate to break it to you, but sometimes you do things for money. All the fortunes of a world could not compare to the sweet slither of a contented snake upon one's arm. You've forgotten that, Geraldo. Perhaps I have, but perhaps you weren't as careful as you should have been. Um, and I think you, you, snakes are venomous? Some of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, broadly, sure, oh, many sure. are. As opposed to poisonous. 
Oh, yeah, because it bites you. You don't bite it. Right, okay. I went to grad school for a different subject <laughs> than Matilda, and that was herpetology. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the the snake you were about to converse with to get this information, uh, of course, slithers uh, onto your body and uh, takes a big old chomp. <laughs> I thought this was the western prairie diamondback, but this is the southern prairie diamondback. Its bite is fatal. I have seconds. Matilda, please. I scream in shock uh, and draw my longsword, and I'm just gonna stab Geraldo for killing my closest friend, Count Fang. I mean, Geraldo's a snake guy. He's not a sword guy. Um, So you easily dispatch him. I'm gasping on the floor uh, as my my body shuts down from snake venom. What can I do to avenge you? Complete the mission. Rescue Waverly and Althea and tell her that I always thought it was funny when she pantsed people. <coughs> I think Lady Althea, I think Lady Althea knew. <laughs> I'll nod stoically and walk through the door that was marked do not enter. Can I play Waverly? Yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, once you go through the door marked do not enter and find yourself in another hallway. There are so many hallways it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but luckily, one of the doors in this hallway is labeled holding. And you presume this is where <laughs> you, you can it, find. There's just two guards hugging. <laughs> a hug room. I like that too. <laughs> Either way, I want to go through that door. Okay, this one is definitely locked, and you definitely don't have a key. Can I try and pick the lock? Can I like take a barrette out of my hair and try and pick this lock? Sure. If you want to roll fighter and mastermind, maybe. Yes. Two and a three, so that's fine. Yeah, you. You pick this lock. Luckily, there are no guards here. They're probably dealing with the snakes. And inside, of course, you see Waverly Pembroke, who uh, turns around and beams. I'm so happy we found you. Oh my goodness. Where's Althea? She headed out the window, up to the top of the Zeppelin. There isn't much time. (sighs) Up to the top of the, the what now? Oh, gosh. A lot of stuff's been going on. Do we have to go to the top of the Zeppelin to get away? We have to... We can't leave without Althea. She went looking for you. She said she would go up there and and once you were reunited that we would escape. But I fear that at the stroke of midnight, the Baron will set sail for parts unknown. I didn't get all of it, but he's definitely going to fly this baby and we don't want to be on it when he does. Well, if we stay on it and get rid of the Baron, we can fly this wherever we want. Now, I think that even though I trained you in sword fighting, I'm sort of your guiding conscious Yoda sort of vibe. And even though the Baron imprisoned me, and I would like to see myself avenged for that, I don't think we should steal the Zeppelin. Is this when we smash cut to Lady Althea trying to steal the Zeppelin? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, only someone who completely disregarded the core tenets of my training would ever try to steal a Zeppelin. Lady Althea, on the deck of the Zeppelin, what are you doing? 
I may be brooding handsomely on the Zeppelin. Okay. I think Lady Althea has a past with Zeppelins. After her noble house was plundered by the house of Michelangelo, I think the matriarch of her house, uh, her mother, was forced to enlist. All of her family's money had been taken from her. Then her mom, she enlisted as a Zeppelin warrior. I think she worked the Zeppelin cannons. And as you, as you may recall, uh, the first Zeppelins uh, that we built were not so great. Uh, highly flammable. A Zeppelin? No. Not super suited for warfare or cannon fights. And I think it ended very badly. And so Lady Althea is peering. She's sitting on the deck, peering over the edge. Uh, I think still in her hiding spot. But I think, I think her entire life is playing out uh, up to this point. From, from the moment of you know, seeing her mother's Zeppelin explode in the distance um, to uh, working her way up the ranks of the local criminal empire using, you know, the social connections um, and graces that she learned as a child to finally building up her reputation and position to the point where she could avenge herself on Michelangelo, um, the person who forced her mother into that useless war. And she remembers why she came here. And I am going to move one point from lover into fighter. Okay, and so now I think she's gonna scout out this deck and see if she can figure out, um, I think maybe she's looking for, you know, wherever the controls are and she maybe wants to do some like cool swashbuckling to get her from where she is on the deck to wherever the controls to the Zeppelin are. Okay, sure. The The steering deck is up. I don't know. This thing has masts now because it's also still like a pirate ship building. It It's very confusing. It's like a building, but like the top of the building looks like a pirate ship. And then there's like a balloon. I need to talk to whoever built <laughs> this thing. It's like a Zeppelin, but it's been like, it's it ornamentally looks like a pirate ship because that's what's in fashion. Yeah. Typical Baron Nicolangelo. <laughs> Structurally, this building makes no sense because I don't know anything about Zeppelins. Cool. Are there any guards? Anyone? Anyone on deck? Yeah, I think I think there's a there's a guard who who comes like running up the stairs, high knees, just yelling snakes. So this is my mental image right now: is that I met like Lady Althea is at like the rear of the deck. The guard is like coming up in the middle, and then the the control the like controls for the for the zeppelin are all the way at the front. So what she's gonna do is while this guard is panicking, she's gonna climb up out of her hiding spot, um, grab one of the masks. She's gonna cut a rope and then swing across the entire deck. Okay, yeah, definitely roll two, and I think your target number is two for fighter. That's a four and a four. Oh no. Cool, cool. You cut the rope wrong. And uh, so the rope is actually is like a lot longer than you thought it was. So it basically puts you like back on the deck, except now you are like swinging and like hurtling. <laughs> so she, she ends up just like running while holding the rope. <laughs> like kinda, yeah. And, and the guard looks over and is like, oh God, the snakes are coming. <laughs> because obviously that's why you're running too. 
And you do look behind you and see five large snakes pursuing. She's going to yell, quick, be completely still. Snakes can sense motion. Uh, I'll try and distract them while she keeps running toward the uh, steering controls. Let them chase me. (laughs) The guard, petrified, turns into a pencil and just backs against a a post uh, on the deck and takes your advice. Cool, perfect. I'm going to grab those controls and try and imagine that I understand how to fly a Zeppelin. Fighting off probably a wave of of horrible memories to do so. Horrible Zeppelin-related memories. You're facing your Zeppelin fears. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, this is like this is an important moment in her character development where she 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 faces down and overcomes uh, her her Zeppelin anxiety. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we'll see. The buttons are comedically large and labeled. Perfect. There's a big one that just says "fly." She, I think, she dramatically just like with a gloved hand just punches it. You you feel this large aircraft. Uh, shudder to life. You hear you hear yelling in the in the distance because nobody commanded this. Are they usually like anchored? Do they usually have to be like tied down? Yeah, they're full of helium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I don't know anything about Zeppelin. Is it maybe like a hot air balloon situation where there's weights that you can like cut off? Yeah. Cool. I, I think I'm gonna try and get the guard to do that. <laughs> Quick, we'll never, we'll never get away at this rate. I need you to be brave and cut those ropes. I think, I think you need to make a like a persuade lever roll. Yeah. To get him to do Can this. You friend the guard. Yeah. <laughs> That's a two. You, ever so charming, so full of presence. I tell him I believe in him. Yeah. And he's like, who me? <laughs> I look him in the eyes and I mouth, you. <laughs> Turns beat, beat red um, and scurries off to do as he's told. The snakes, I think, got bored um, and are just kind of. They're hanging out. I don't know. Curling up on stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They want to be warm. They they are no longer an issue. The weights of the, of the aircraft um, are slashed one by one. The, it starts leaning to one side, and then they're cut from the other side, and you are up in the air. I want a shot of, like, the Baron, like, storming out in front of this castle and, like, looking up at the Zeppelin taking off as these, like, sandbags come, like, raining down toward him. And he's, like, has to, like, jump out of the way. And it's, like, just looks really embarrassing. <laughs> sure. Yeah. By, by this point, there's been enough commotion and yelling about snakes or whatever. That word has definitely made it to the Baron. Um, several of the guard. Um, and, of course, his son, who we never met, but that's okay. They're all there. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Standing on the terrace of the fortress. And he is looking up at the Zeppelin. Perhaps you've steered it in such a way as you start to lift off, that he can see... Well, no, I said it was very, very tall. Somehow he should see you, because you locked eyes in the ballroom. I have a really arresting smile. I think I think if I want to be seen by him, he sees me. Okay. I give him, like, an asshole wave. 
like just yeah. like a little like a w- slow salute as I steer his fucking Zeppelin off. Sure. Uh, inaudibly, we have him on the terrace, raising his arms, furrowing his brows, shouting into the sky. Be seeing you, Baron. Sure. Let's have uh, Waverly and Matilda uh, join Lady Althea Feverfew on the deck before you sail off mm-hmm. into the midnight sunset. Oh, thank goodness you're steering this thing. I thought... Oh, is that the Baron? I was worried one of the snakes had taken control somehow. I, In retrospect, I shouldn't have been, but I, I was for a second. Snakes are smarter than we give them credit for. That's very reasonable. No, I have everything under control up here. It's good to see you, teacher. Where's Lord Fang? I'm very sorry, Althea, but Count Fang didn't make it. He didn't make it? How did, how did he die? He died the way he lived, caressing a snake. I think in the mental list of all the ways that that Lord Fang could have died, like from a snake bite is like last place. There was some snake related treachery aboard this Zeppelin, but you can rest assured that Matilda set right what was wrong and avenged the death of the Count Fang. He wanted you to know that he thought it was funny when you pantsed people. I knew. I knew. And it's not going to be right until we finally take down the Baron for good. Uh, but fortunately, um, I think we have a new tool in our arsenal to do just that. Is it the Zeppelin? I'm, yeah, I mean the, yeah, I mean the Zeppelin. <laughs> I think with the power of a Zeppelin that's also a pirate ship, that's also a jail, that's also a fortress, we should be nigh unstoppable. That's also full of snakes. Mm-hmm. There's nothing we can't do flying this small city-state around the skies above the south of France. We will call it the Fang in his memory. That's very beautiful. Unless anyone can think of anything cooler sounding. I mean, we can whiteboard it later, but th- it's, it's a good idea. Where to now? To the skies! Thanks so much for listening to I'm a Lover, Not a Fighter. Grant Howitt puts out a bunch of games for free on his Patreon, so do check that out. Toss him a couple dollars if you can. Speaking of Patreon, Baron Nicolangelo was named after our patron, Nicholas. If you would like a character named after you, or perhaps some GM notes, exclusive art, and bloopers, head to patreon.com slash many realms and toss us a few dollars. Our patrons keep this show running, hosted, and transcribed. We could not do this without you. Thank you so much for all of your support. If you want to help us for free, tell a friend about the show or share our social media posts. Your recommendations are how new listeners find us every day. Anna, to wrap things up, please tell people about where to find you on the internet and all your cool projects. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at adult underscore witch. Uh, you can find my games at w.itch.io, um, including my you know recent trilogy of uh, solo tarot card based uh, role playing games uh, Princess with a Cursed Sword uh, Tavern at the End of the World and The Empress and Her Seer and uh, I have a new game I have a new like two player dueling romance micro game out in uh, the ultimate micro RPG book uh, so y'all should check that out it's kind of like She-Ra 
Um, but with like the Shira filed off. Okay, hold the Shira. Thanks again, Anna, for coming on the show. The core cast will be back with our brand new Monster Hearts campaign in just two weeks. Get hyped! <laughs>